who doesn't love paying a little more tax to the government because hey, they take care of us so why not pay a little bit more? Now I can see that you're already cringing going, why the hell would I wanna be paying more tax? In this video, I'm gonna talk about the land tax changes that Queensland's government has introduced. Now it's been a couple of weeks since they announced these things. I did wanna take some time to really understand why they're doing it, if it was just something they were proposing or if it's actually passed. Now we have some certainty around what this could look like over the next 12 to 18 months. So if you're interested in knowing how this affects you or affects your property that you already have in Queensland, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Occasionally the government comes out and says, hey, you know what? Let's tax you a little bit more because we need the money. Hey, after all, we don't really need your tax because we can just print more money whenever we like. And it's true. The RBA actually has a machine that sits in the back of their building that actually just continues to print money. It's a true story. You should check it out. From 30th of June, 2023, when we calculate land tax, we will use the total value of your Australian land. I'm gonna break down exactly what this means, but let's just see what their words say. The current tax-free thresholds are $600,000 for individuals and $350,000 for companies, trustees, and absentees. So as of currently in Queensland, if you are an individual and you own property in Queensland, you could have up to $600,000 worth of land value and not have to pay land tax. Now, what is the difference between the land value and the property value? Because you're probably wondering at this point, oh my God, I've got a property for $900,000. That means I'm absolutely screwed. No, that's the total property. But what they're trying to figure out is the land component and you pay tax on the land. So if the property is about 900,000, it could be about three to $400,000 worth of land value. Now, again, this really depends on specific areas. So if you start looking at more metro markets, really within those capital cities, close to the capital city, then the actual ratio is a lot higher for the dollar amount your land holds versus your actual property. And that's where people sort of go, hey, the age old saying is the land appreciates, buildings depreciate, buy in capital cities because look at the land value, it's gone up. And this is something that I understood quite early on, but I'll definitely share with you what my learnings are. Now, as you know, if you've been following the channel, I focus more on the regional stuff. I do focus on smaller metro markets. I'm not interested in Sydney and Melbourne. And now with prices where they are, with the yields where they are compressing in certain areas of Australia, I try and focus elsewhere. Again, if you are interested in the buyer's agency, there's a link in the description below to the website where you can actually go ahead, send me an email as well to book in a session to have a chat. When I'm looking at regional markets, regional centers and smaller metro markets, the land percentage as a ratio to the overall value is a lot lower. So in some cases, I could have a property worth 400,000, but the land value would only work out to be maybe 15 to 20% of the entire value of the property. So in that case, if a $400,000 property I own is only going to have a land value of probably about 60 to 80 thousand dollars but the property that you have close to the capital city could fetch a ratio between 30 all the way up to 60 or 70 percent so if you have a property worth a million dollars the land value could work out to be anywhere between 300,000 and 600,000 again these are all relative numbers very generic it's just to give you an idea of the difference in how they're calculated now if you only own Queensland land does not affect you. You can probably shut off the video and walk away. <laughs> I suggest you probably stick around. But if you own property, not only in Queensland, but in other states, this is definitely gonna be a game changer. And I can see a lot of fear in the system where you have Facebook groups talking about this and the changes and what they're gonna do by offloading their properties in Queensland because they don't truly understand what this actually means and how to actually best position yourself to avoid having to pay a huge amount of land tax. Now we're gonna make a deal here. If you actually go ahead and learn something new today in this video, smash that like button and share this video to someone. That's all I ask, right? If you don't learn anything, you can pretty much walk away and not have to press the subscribe button or smash that like button. Sound fair?
Yeah, I thought so too. Now, before we jump into an actual example that they've given us, and then I'm gonna give you an example of what it can actually look like, it's important to know that land tax is only really payable to properties outside of your principal place of residence. So if you own a house and you actually live in it, that will not come into calculation for your overall portfolio. They are only interested in taxing your investment portfolio. So it's very important to know that. Now let's go through an example they've got on the website. So calculating land tax with interstate land. The land tax rate that applies depends on the type of owner you are and the value of your land. This rate and surcharge is applicable is applied to total value of your Australian land. Then this figure is applied to the Queensland portion to get the annual land tax liability. So before this change was proposed, it was effectively going, well, if I've got property in New South Wales, I'm only going to calculate what I've got in New South Wales against the threshold. If all of my real estate land value is less than $600,000, I'm cool. It's sweet. I'm not going to have to pay land tax. And then if I've got in Queensland up to $600,000 under my own name, then again, I don't have to pay tax. Now with these proposed changes, the Queensland government wants you to declare what you have in New South Wales and all the other states because now they're gonna say, well, you're below the threshold in Queensland. However, you own more land across all of Australia. So we wanna take that into calculation for when we collect tax. Don't see a problem with this? I definitely did. Now, for example, on June 30th, 2022, which is currently what we have in the system, Lena owns land in Queensland with a taxable value of $745,000. Her land tax is calculated using the rates for individuals, which I'm gonna share with you in a second. The calculation is this, and we will issue an assessment notice for $1,950 for the 2022-2023 financial year. On June 30th of 2023, this changes because that's when this proposal comes in. And the value of Lena's land in Queensland has not changed, but Lena now also owns land in Victoria valued at 1.565 million. And the total value of Australian land owned by Lena is $2.3 million, which means the land tax is calculated using a higher rate for individuals. Again, I'm gonna show you the rate soon. This is how Lena's land tax will be calculated. The taxable value of Australian land is now 2.31 million because now they're going the Queensland land as well as the Victorian land is coming together and that's bringing the value of 2.3 million. The calculation now suggests the total land tax would be 26,000 but because they're not taxing everything, they're nice like that. But this is only applying to the Queensland portion. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna get the Queensland portion, divide that by the total land value, and then multiply that by that number of 26,115. And that means now that Lena will get slammed with a tax bill of 8,422 instead of the 1950. Now I know there's a lot of numbers and a lot happening, but let's just break it down. The first thing what we wanna do is we wanna break down exactly what the land tax rates are for individuals. Now here, what we can see is up to $600,000, you're cool, don't have to pay anything. But once you start moving up the tiers, you've got the first tier, very similar to how you've got, and then you've got the second tier as your value goes higher. Now this is very similar to how most of you get paid as you pay as you go tax brackets, as you earn more, you start paying more tax as well. So in that example, when she was paying only 1,950, she was falling into the tier where it was below a million dollars, but above 600,000. And that's why she paid 1,950. And that's the breakdown here where you pay 500 plus one cent for every dollar over the $600,000. And that's exactly what said here, $500 plus one cent for each dollar above $600,000. But now with those proposed changes, they're going, you own land everywhere else. So now that's gonna bump you up into a different tier. And based on that, 
she now owns land worth 2.31 million and that means a totally different rate and she would fall into this next tier and hence why she pays 4,500 plus 1.65 cents per dollar over a million dollars. If she owned all of this in Queensland, it would be $26,000 that she would have to pay. But because it is diversified into Victoria, she's only having to pay 8,422. Now, here's my take on this. Most people are gonna look at this and say, I need to sell all my Queensland property because I don't wanna have to pay more land tax simply by owning property in Queensland. And fair point, I get it, I understand that. But there are ways to look into this and really dissect it in a way that's more productive for you without having to actually sell your properties. Now let's look at the example. $745,000 of land value. If you are going and purchasing property in say a capital city like Brisbane, perhaps you're getting that 30 to 40% ratio in terms of the land value compared to the overall value of the property. So if you were buying just in Queensland around that capital city in the metro markets, you're probably having to own about $2 million worth of real estate before you're hitting this threshold. The example they give you with her owning 1.5 million in Victoria, again, if you're using the 30 to 40% ratio, Lena is a wealthy, wealthy person because that would effectively mean that she owns about four and a half to $5 million worth of real estate in Victoria as well. Now, is this going to apply to you? Probably not. We've got less than 1% of the entire Australian population that actually have more than six properties. And that's not even accounting for the dollar figure. Is this definitely gonna affect people? Yeah, of course it is. Is it going to hinder how people go and invest into Queensland? Definitely. And that's why I don't think it's a great idea as to how they've gone about this. We already know Queensland's got a massive rental crisis. So you need more investors going in, turning that stock into a good place or good rental for people. As the supply increases, the rents can sort of accumulate and decrease. What we're seeing is the complete opposite right now. By having more investors get out of the market there, you're causing further pressure on the rental market. Now here's how I would go about it. And again, you need to talk to an accountant because you need to figure out what structure is best for you. The key here is ownership. If you have all the properties under your own individual name, if you add one Queensland property, you're gonna start paying tax from that first property because you've got properties elsewhere and the land value is there. That's where there's a problem. But if you go in and you say, well, I've got properties in a trust and maybe I have two or three trusts and then I've got my own individual properties and then my partner's got hers, then everyone has their own tax-free threshold. So the trust would have 350, another trust would have 350, individually I have 600, my partner would have 600 and so on. So you can start seeing how if you don't have the right guidance, you don't have the right team, you're probably not gonna know this structure. You also then don't know that if I go in and I say purchase say something in Capital City because that's where I think you know land values are always going up so it's a fantastic idea. Now your cash flow, which was already negative, rates are increasing so it's further negative having something like this come in means that you're in a position where you may actually have to offload your property i personally have many reasons as to why i go into regional centers why i'm looking at the next mini capital city but this just adds to my argument the fact that i can go out purchase property and have a portfolio of three or four million dollars across different states different areas and still not be hitting the threshold on many areas means i get to legally avoid and reduce and minimize my land tax this is very important because once you start doing this and you build a scalable portfolio you don't want to just be giving away five ten fifteen thousand dollars just for land tax something that you could have avoided if you had positioned yourself well does this mean that nobody should buy in queensland definitely not people that go in to buy property to reduce their tax as their main benefit are doing it wrong the same thing here you're not going to let go of a property just because this new land tax has been introduced if you have the right structures and the right guidance this will have little to no effect for you if you have enjoyed this video and again if you did learn something definitely smash that like button and share this with other people because people need this information there's not enough out there and i haven't really seen any videos deep diving into this the way that i have so if you have enjoyed this smash that subscribe button and i'll catch you guys in the next one thanks guys